can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. on the outside. Hey, what's up and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast. Uh, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is Andy, who is the companion. Yes, today we are back once more with another episode of Doctor Who, and this time we have an episode entitled The Eater or Eaters of Light. Correct. Which is a cool title. Uh yes. I mean that I, did, I think now when you saw the title, did that did that make you think of anything? No. I was thinking maybe it would be the Vashnarana. Okay. You know, the the things from the library? I want to see those again. We've only seen them uh, what, that one time, I think. They they did show up again in the PC game, for se the Season 5 PC game. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. So I'm surprised we haven't... I don't think we've seen them more than once on the actual episodes, have we? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So. Um, some episodes, it's just like that. You got your bad guys, and then you'll never see them again. Right. Um... So this episode starts off in Scotland in a place called the Devil's Cairn, Carn or whatever it's called. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this place exists or not. I was just trying to look it up because it sounds like a place that would exist. Uh, um, but it, I, I couldn't find anything. I saw the Devil's Point uh, in really? in uh, Cairn, Scotland, uh, but no Devil's Cairn. Uh, but what well, the idea is, I guess, when you go up on this, like, hillside, mountainside, whatever it is, you hear music or There's something? There's a lot of locations like it. Right. There's now, I'm not entirely like sure that. if this is, like, a Gravity Hill situation where you can, like, you know, witness ghosts and all that, or if it's more like the acoustics are perfect in this spot to hear the music from the town. I'm not entirely sure. You know, this, sure this sort of reminded me of, uh, Outlander, this intro. Did it? Um, because in, yeah, in Outlander, she visits one of these basic these rock formations in Scotland, and 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 she actually gets sent back in time, is the story there. But uh, it just kind of seemed kind of uh, familiar. Yeah, as in the rock formations, you know, they kind of look like uh, you know, the rock formation that's more popular <laughs> than this. It just yeah, so I was like, like, don't don't. Uh, hopefully they don't find. Hopefully they don't find Rory sitting there oh, guarding yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. Pandora. Wrong, wrong spot. <laughs> uh, but it looks like that. It, it's just like a miniature version. And uh, a couple kids playing out there. And uh, I guess one of the kids gets sucked into one of the stones or something like that. And, uh... No. No? Do they? I don't think so. No? Okay. I thought somebody got sucked into a stone. Um, and one of the crows came on flying and apparently crows talk. And it was saying doctor, you know. Doctor! Because crows talk. Um, yeah. And then it goes into the opening credits here. And it was written by some weirdo. I'm not entirely sure who that was. <laughs> some weirdo? Yeah. Some weirdo. Rona Monroe. Yeah, yeah, Monroe. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, she... Is this a... 
Yeah, she wrote for classic series and um and this episode. But she, it she wrote say... for the classic series. Wait, sir. Survival. Which one's this? Yeah. So she, yeah, she wrote for the last season, the last episode of the last season of classic Doctor Who, mm. uh, which is a really weird episode, uh, by the way, <laughs> featuring uh, the Cheetah People and the Master. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then this one. And then so this one. That's the only ones. Yeah. Hey, you want to write an episode of Doctor Who again? Okay. Um. The reason why the doctor goes there, and this is interesting to me when I was watching it, the doctor asks Bill where they are. (laughs) (laughs) Did she operate the TARDIS? Uh, Well, sometimes the TARDIS operates itself. No, well, it was her idea to go there. Okay. So, how did she do that? Um... Well, yeah, well, maybe she stuck her hand in that little thing in the TARDIS, and it just kind of... the goop. (laughs) Or she got... Or she got Missy to do it for her. Maybe. Um, but they didn't know, no. They no, thought they didn't Missy know, was, yeah. They thought, they, they thought she was back. <laughs> right. Okay, so she wants to go here because there's this, ultimately, there's this old legend where Roman people, uh, I was going to say agents, but that's not right. Um, the, the third, what was the it? Army, the, the ninth, the ninth uh, colony. Ninth, ninth legion ninth of the Roman legion. army. And what's funny about that is I just saw a movie called uh, The Eagle, in which it's about that, the Ninth Legion that went missing, the 5,000 men. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a real, it's a real legend. There's actually a couple of movies about it. Uh, I saw one That's with uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So it's a real legend. I was wondering how they are going to handle it. It's, you know, it's basically like a, a, a story where somebody disappears, but this is more like 5,000 people. Uh, and nobody really knows. They all expect that they died, but nobody knows the details. They just kind of, hmm. because the the biggest part was they, there's a ton of them. And as I said in this episode at one point, uh, they're not a type of army to back down from anything. They don't run away right. uh, and everything. So It was a mass suicide. Mass, <laughs> mass suicide. So this is Doctor Who's answer to that historical mystery, basically. Doctor Who likes doing that. Yeah, and Bill has this idea that they're all good, they're all alive, and they're hanging out at the river. Of course, if she's right there... Does she just think that maybe they're not dead yet? I don't remember. No, I I believe she doesn't believe in them dying. That that they, yes, they disappeared, but they didn't die. That Hmm. uh, They they got lost, or they all just became Scottish people. And they started... (laughs) walking the water or whatever, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they were bound to show back up if they didn't die. Right. Um, so she heads off towards the river and the doctor and uh, Pajama Man uh, go the other way towards the field that everybody thinks they fought in or something like that because he's going to prove her right and she's going to prove him wrong and, and all this and all that. Right. Which is the general idea. I, I thought it was kind of weird for her to go off on her own. So in that movie uh, that you saw, they not call it the Devil's Karen? <laughs> I don't remember what they called it. Uh, I remember that there was, you know, a wall. And that 
the uh, the Romans were paying for it. Um, no, th there's a wall. You walk past the wall, and it's out of their territory, which is ultimately where they, you know, got lost. Mm. They didn't. I don't think they called it because that's a Scottish place, I guess. While the Romans had their own names, I don't know. Uh, but it, it, you know, it was weird to me to see her just completely walk off on her own. I mean, even in the movie, it was the same thing. There was these like weird-looking Indian people, uh, or like you know, people that were there before. Native Scottish native, people. Na native Scottish people in the movie as well. It looked different than this. Um, this kind of reminded you know reminded me of uh, uh, the movie Brave, like the the way they looked in that sometimes. With great red curly hair? No, I mean, just <laughs> like the face paint and stuff, you know. Oh, well, yeah, they had the face paint and everything, uh, which was, I don't I, I don't know. I think they just made it up for this uh, this TV show. I think that, that, that whole uh, Scottish face paint thing just comes from that, uh, from Braveheart. <laughs> it just comes from Braveheart. Braveheart, it's just like... I don't know, maybe maybe there's some, uh, some uh, historical roots in that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um... So she finds, like, one person with face paint on him, right? And then yeah. the doctor finds, like, most of the people dead. Well, and uh, then this person goes chasing after Bill, right? Yes. The person with the the, uh, the stupid face, face makeup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she goes after her, uh, and then I don't really remember what happens there. Uh, well, she, she finds the Roman uh, hiding in the cave. She does? Is she led there by the... No, she's running away, oh, and I, I don't know she if she, like, it. accidentally stumbles upon the cave, or if he grabs her. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened there. Okay, so there's Romans that are hiding out in a cave. They're safe from whatever lurks outside. I think what I remember was... Was the was the Indian person killed by the Eater of the Light? No, that's the... That's actually the gatekeeper from later. Oh, okay. Um... So she's there, and they're hiding from something um, with tentacles and crap. And uh, they ba they basically are just weak because that's all they do is just hang around and everything. Meanwhile... That thing looked like something out of Avatar, the alien thing. Sort of, because of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, the lights in the blue. Uh, the doctor found all the bodies at, you know, the war zone or whatever. But there was something weird about them, too, that... I don't know how he really explained it. It's like all the light left their body. Um, yeah, the way they looked had something to do with um, them being completely taken out of light, which makes no sense. But Normally you hear more like all the liquid and the water, you know, is right. <laughs> taken out of their body. So they are dry and they're like dust. And this one, I don't know. Are they just like pale? I thought they kind of looked like stone. They look, they look like shriveled, didn't they? A little bit shriveled. I don't know. But he runs into a group of natives, the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so for uh, a few days, the doctor is away from, you know, Bill. We don't know what's going on with Bill or they don't. Um, and there's no real way to get to them because they're both hiding from whatever lurks outside, which is, as we know, an eater of the light. Well, the reason it was a few days is because the doctor went into that uh, that cave with the portal, right? Yeah, he found the cave with the portal, uh, which obviously was a doorway 
to uh, like monsters and, and things like more eaters of the light. And these people, these natives, their entire role, right, is to guard it and make sure mm -hmm. nothing comes out of it. Well, the gatekeeper is, yeah. The gatekeeper is. But the gatekeeper here was... That wasn't a, just the gatekeeper or was it the gate something else? I don't I thought it was the gatekeeper. Okay. Um, and the gatekeeper in this particular episode, it's a, it's a woman who claims she took got rid of all the Romans. And technically she did. She helped. <laughs> um, she was guarding the monster pit. And, uh, well, one of the things got out and it was too big for her. You know, so she figured, uh, well, what did she figure? She figured that it would help if somebody, if she fed the monster some snacks, like some Roman <laughs> people, um, because she's just a woman. I don't know. <laughs> no, she's a very small, very young lady. And that's why everyone's asking, like, how did you destroy the entire 5,000 men army for Rome? And she's like, I just did. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, this, this is the episode where Bill finds out that the TARDIS kind of gives her the ability to speak in other Which languages. Which is surprising. How does she have not seen I this? I figure She's gone to other, like, planets and stuff, hasn't she? Well, like, um, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, there was the one planet where there was, n where was nobody there, though. But then people showed up, but they were humans, so maybe they were British people. Um, was there any other planets? Let's Can't, see. I don't know. I, I mean, we're into like the what the tenth smile episode. is the one I'm talking about. Smile. Um, thin ice was Earth. Knock knock was Earth. Uh, oxygen, extremis, and planet. Uh, the pyramid at the end of the world was all Earth. The lie of the land. That was Mars, but um, there was British people there. There were British people there, but then there was also ice warriors that she was understanding. But the British people understood the ice warriors too, didn't they? Yes. So I so guess they must never actually speaking. encountered. That's weird. I guess not. Um, so, yeah. So the doctor went into that cave with the portal, and that's kind of like a time imbalance thing. So when he comes out, it's actually only two days. It's two days later, but he was there for like a couple seconds, you know? Right. Um, so that's even more time that Bill has been missing. Um, and Which is not good. It's not good. We don't know what's going on with Bill. So what do they do? Burrow underground or something like that? Or is that later? Um, I think, yeah, I think they find a cave or whatever, too. Yeah, I, I feel like it's either that Bill... Or no, is... maybe they, do they go inside? No, they don't go inside that same place. No, the, either Bill <laughs> walks underground or, uh... Well, no, Bill tries, Bill, I think they, Bill and this other Roman, they end up meeting back up with uh, some more of the Romans, right? Yes, and it's like, it's their hiding Heidi holds. Or no, the first Roman guy, I think he dies. Yeah, the first Roman guy gets sucked into the monster. Yeah. yeah and then the she monster. finds the other Romans. Mm hmm. Did, did you recognize any of the uh, Romans here? Uh, no. One of, the, one of the Romans was uh, the dude in uh, <laughs> The Force Awakens that, that yells at Han Solo, you know. <laughs> Oh, okay. You, you owe me money or whatever, you know, on on his ship. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Remember? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that's that same guy, which is funny because in that, in that movie, he has a Scottish accent, and in this one, he doesn't because he's a Roman. <laughs> yeah, but he's in Scotland. So. But he's in Scotland, yeah. 
and you know, a lot of things here and there. Uh, but at some point, I mean, they burrow through the ground and they meet up with the doctor. So everybody's in the same room together. So all the all the Indians, all the Romans are all hanging out. Uh, whatever his name is, the bald dude, he's got face Nardole? paint on. Yeah, Nardo, he's got face paint on because he's like one of them now. He's cool. Uh, <laughs> they all hate each other because, you know, they're on opposite sides of their beliefs or whatever. But they do have one common goal is to get rid of, uh, you know, the bad guys, the, the eaters of the light and, you know, survive. Uh, so they don't have to band together as per usual. And then they, they know where they have to go, which is uh, back to that cave. Um, and they're there, and you know, when they go there, they were there for a while. I wonder how long they were actually gone. <laughs> how many hours? How many days? Um, yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, but what is it that one of, they have, they all go into the cave. And it's their job to, you know, guard off of everything, like before. Right. Except now you have Romans, you have some of the, you know, the normal native people. And they all kind of agree to do it together. Uh, well, first of. the doctor says he's going to... Yeah, the doctor wants to do it. Because he's, got, he's just going to stay there and he says, you know, I live forever, so I can do this forever. And, he, you know, he doesn't want the people to do it because he's figured, okay, well, you can block it, but then you'll, you'll be dead, you know, not... You know, you you have a lifespan. You'll be dead, and then everybody agrees to do it all together instead of just one person. Mm-hmm. And I guess this somehow them combined, sort of like the Guardians of the Galaxy effect, allows them to to do greater damage or something. <laughs> yes, they have they have a a stone. Uh, no. um, <laughs> but they all kind of band together and they do. They walk in there. Uh, I have a better idea, though. Why don't we just kind of throw Missy in there and see what happens? <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> so the doctor doesn't she's, have to do it. She's, Missy needs to be in prison anyway, she's right? She's in prison. She's, she's basically guarded. She's guarding <laughs> as she guards. I don't know. Um, Ardole, right? He's, a, he's, a, he's, not, he's, he's not human. No, he's not human. He can stay there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they all, they all go into the portal, and... Uh, the main girl, the key maker, or whatever her name is. I sorry, I just saw Matrix. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the guardian. The uh, yeah. <laughs> she her name was something something. Uh, car. It's car. Yeah. Right. Car. And she needed to be remembered throughout time. And the best way to do that is they told the crow that does speak English to remember that name. And so whenever you hear, you know, a crow flying through, uh, going, Caw! it's really saying car in a British accent. <laughs> um, Which is really stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it's the explanation for why crows don't speak to us anymore. Apparently, yes. They're, all, all they're, too busy they're trying to remember. Car. Yeah, they're trying to remember. <laughs> um, so, and that happened there. And uh, I guess that's mostly what happened in the episode. They went back to the TARDIS, though, and that's when they figured out that uh, Missy is just kind of hanging out. Uh, Which okay, how did they not? How did they not know this? Because so well, they must, the way I they thought it was Missy back, was right? no, I think Missy was in the the cell when they left, and she just walked out because like the doctor left the door unlocked or something. 
Well, no, but they thought the doctor had sent her back to the prison. Well, I did they actually think that, or did they think yeah, she's locked they up said. in they the prison? They thought the doctor put her back in her cage or whatever. Yeah, did they think the, did they think that with the cage in the TARDIS? No, I don't think so. I, I think I think they just assumed that he brought her back to that to the thing that's underneath the school. Well, but I don't obviously know why the they prison, would have. That's what I was confused. The prison was in the TARDIS. It could I mean, I guess it could be. But the but Nardole took her out of the prison and brought her into the TARDIS, didn't he? That was the other episode. Yeah, that was the previous episode. That's why she was there. Well, yeah, but when he put her <laughs> back in the prison, he put the prison in the TARDIS. I don't know. That would be weird. And then he unlocked it for her. No, because uh, wasn't at the very beginning. Didn't didn't uh, didn't they say something like, "What? Why is this more important than guarding the prisoner or whatever?" Well, he did say that in the beginning. Yeah. Which I thought the prisoner was in the TARDIS. I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, but when they went <laughs> in, she was there. She was just hanging out in the TARDIS, and she's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And the doctor's like, "We should be friends again." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that was about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something there though. Something something's uh, brewing for uh, for whatever's gonna happen in the finale. I'm sure. Romance. <laughs> well, I, I think it's gonna you know bite him in the butt. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on. He just I I feel like you're probably right. He does have a plan in place, uh, and we just don't know what it is. Um. Because the first thing I'm thinking of is, you know, keep your friends close and your, you know, enemies closer. Well, what I'm thinking is, uh, based on the end of the last episode, you, you know, when when he seemed really uh, taken aback when she was out of her cage, right? Yeah. And this episode, he seemed more like like drawn into her at the end. I'm thinking maybe he didn't want her out of the cage because he knows that. If if he's near her for too much, that maybe she can influence him too much, and uh, and that that's too dangerous. But now yeah. he's kind of maybe stuck in that trap. And, and she's already starting starting to uh, to take hold over him uh, in in some way, and that's probably gonna get him in trouble in the in the uh, finale. That's what I'm thinking. Well, it's certainly possible. Missy's. Uh... You know, manipulator, <laughs> master uh, well, of manipulation. Yeah, right. Uh, and well, the next uh, episode is the beginning of the finale. Is it? Yeah. Because wasn't this? It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. So uh, yeah. uh, eleven and twelve, and then the Christmas mm-hmm. specials thirteen. Yeah. Well, technically, that might. It depends on how they how they label it. Sometimes they have the Christmas special be the end of the season, and sometimes they have it be the beginning. In this case, it might be the end, but I'm not sure. I thought it's always the end. Well, no, I guess it's sometimes. No, no, no. The if you open up the Blu-rays, yeah. it's usually the beginning, but but sometimes it's the end, uh, depending on certain circumstances. And yeah, I, I guess don't know. You're right. It it could be either this time. I'm not entirely sure. No, but I guess I'll. Really, there's really just technically two more episodes left, anyways, because you're still gonna have to wait months before, you know, right? Christmas. And are we gonna include? We're probably just gonna include tag the Christmas special onto the end of our uh, 
uh, rewatch season. Yeah, right? the rewatch would just be the yeah. You're you're gonna have uh, the ten episodes or the twelve episodes, and then the thirteenth episode will be the Christmas special. Right, ah. and then the next season is probably just gonna be the next uh, Doctor Who, which is gonna be probably Aprilish. Well, who knows? It could be later, uh, but I'm guessing it'll be around the same time. Or they'll wait five years to do the next season. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's not Sherlock. No, they definitely said 2018 for for that season, I think. Okay. But I could see it pushed pushed a little bit later due to the changing of the guard yeah. of uh of uh showrunner, you know. Yeah. So, um episode was all right. Um Dylan was all right. Cool looking, but otherwise, you know, typical. Um, I, I like the setting, you know, the whole Scottish and Roman situation. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like it whenever they go to you know, America and stuff. <laughs> America? Yeah. You're not you're not uh, biased in any way there. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think it's cool because whenever I think of, like, all the countries, a lot of them feel different and almost... Um, well, the thing about American episodes, uh, you're, you're probably thinking most about the ones with Matt Smith, I'm guessing. Um because those ones, they made a big deal out of actually taking the show's production to America to film them. Right. Uh, in other episodes, like the ones with David Tennant, uh, where they go to like uh, New York when they're when the Daleks are in, uh, invading like the Empire State Building or whatever. Yeah. Remember, that wasn't in America, and you could tell because it had Andrew Garfield, and he was doing a, a bad Southern accent. Uh, <laughs> And, and you could tell some of the other people were doing fake American accents as well. Um, and then I, I, I feel like there was probably at least one or two episodes with uh, with uh, Capaldi in America that were not actually filmed there as well. Yeah, I guess I like it when they actually do production in America. Right, that's um, what I'm thinking of. Because then that makes it a big deal because then they actually have a bigger budget as well. So those are technically typically better episodes just because of that. Yeah. Um Otherwise, yeah, this is an okay episode. I uh, definitely not the best of this season. Uh, when we think sh- about the best of the season, we said, uh, what did we say? We said, uh, was it um, Extremis, Extremis, and the pilot? Yeah, which is uh, interesting because both of those episodes, I believe, were written by Stephen Moffat. <laughs> well, right. So. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's the thing about Stephen Moffat. I really, really like his episodes, usually, except for maybe his Christmas specials. But I really like his episodes. But yeah, he, I, I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's great at actually running the show as a whole. He's good at writing individual episodes, but I don't think he's great at running the entire show. Well, we'll see how this new dude does. <laughs> right. Which I think uh, is kind of partially true in Sherlock as well. Uh, his episodes have been pretty good um but sometimes his season arcs are not at least recently <laughs> not as good as as they were in the beginning which leads me to think that maybe the earlier ones were more mark gatus or something i don't know <laughs> i'm trying to think of the worst episode of the season so far i don't think there really has been a bad one um let's see i would maybe, maybe well, knock knock i like knock knock you not you like I I like knock knock just fine. I would probably go with thin eyes or or this one. Really? Yeah. Uh I might go with uh with 
personally, I would I might go with Knock Knock or Smile. Knock Knock was probably the least bit of, of importance, um, but I liked the episode. I thought it was fun. Um, you know, it's just a fun little kind of a Halloween type ride. Um, right, but not on Halloween because Doctor Who stup- only airs for a couple months of right. the year. And the stupidest <laughs> thing about that episode was that it, uh, the whole, the, the whole col- uh, college friends of, of Bill, I, where they yeah, came, out came out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, you know, at, by the end of the episode, it looked like they were all going to be dead and then they came back. It would have been probably more interesting if they actually all died. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense if they never returned or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, next week, I guess, starts the two-parter finale for Doctor Who. Yep. You know, I wish I wish that they would uh, they would air them on like the same night when they have those. Well, th- then it'd be even shorter of a season. <laughs> it would be. Um, but okay, so now this is technically the only two-parter of the season. Uh, officially speaking, officially, but that three parter. <laughs> that three parter technically feels like a three parter, even though it's not official. The reason we said was because it didn't have the same directors and writers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when when doing our rewatch, I currently have it set to watch all three of those episodes back to back. Do you want to keep it that way, or do you want to keep them separate because they're officially not a two parter or three parter? I'd say keep them together. I guess makes yeah. the most sense. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I think there might be another one that I did like that too, but I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. Okay, so that's about it. That's about all the time we have for today's episode of Small and Outside, unless you have something else to add. Uh, just that the finale should hopefully be pretty good because it's a uh, two-parter and it's Stephen Moffat. Well, cross your fingers. Stephen Moffat's two-parters are especially usually pretty Stephen good. Stephen Moffat, two-parter. Um, cross our fingers. Hope it's a good finale. Um, don't know what's going to happen. Um, Got some ideas. Some ideas, <laughs> yep. No spoilers. No spoilers. We're far too close to the finale for spoiler discussions. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, that's it. So hang out with us next week when we talk about the first part of the two-parter for the finale of Doctor Who Season 10. Hopefully uh, we get that episode out earlier. Yeah. My name is Dave. I was the Time Lord with you this evening. I'm Andy. And Andy was the companion. So I'll catch you guys next week. Give us a follow. Give us a shout-out. Email us at DaveDaveExaminsMovies.com. Shout us out on Twitter. Retweet us. And uh, may the force be with you. Peace out. Peace out.